Hi, we are Basin, and we're going to play here at the Raven. Jeg ville da hjælpe den, hvis jeg var millionær. 
Jag vill inte hjälpa dem Jag vill inte hjälpa dem Jag vill inte hjälpa dem Vi köper miljonär Men först Ett toilet Belagt med Volunteers. 
Yeah, he volunteered. I actually volunteered, yes. And yes. Uh, you were you, you you tell that part of the story. Yeah, uh, Alex and I we uh, went to the same school, oh. uh, UCC, which is uh, the pedagog seminar. Yeah, social education. Yeah, social education maybe. But yeah, we uh, start we uh, started on the uh, the music. Yeah, line. the music line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and made each other that way. Yeah. And uh, I heard the songs. I, uh, you made a cover. I made a cover uh, of a music stick called, <laughs> uh, you know, Mosquito Bites. Mm-hmm. So yes. I made a cover song called Bee Stick, which is a bee sting. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, that's, of course, that's yeah. our first, me and Ty's yeah. first meet with Mikkel. Yeah. I was online, he published yeah. that yeah. cover, and we were like, who the, who the fuck f- is this? <laughs> who the fuck is this? <laughs> Meaning, yeah. If I'm correct, you were actually in a heavy metal band before. Uh, I was in a, in a deathcore band. Deathcore. Yeah. Why ah. did you make the transition to? Indie because band? in the deathcore band, I was uh, the vocalist. And my. That's ins- why it changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it changed. No, uh, but my instrument was bass. Uh, it was the first instrument I I learned. Um, so I wanted to play bass, but I didn't want to play metal bass or metalcore or deathcore or something. I wanted to play funk. Yeah. And uh, progressive rock and all that. So. I just stopped. I didn't want to do it anymore. And then when I got into this band, I was uh, proposing the idea of introducing funk and progressive elements. And how did that go? Uh, I don't know, maybe ish. <laughs> yeah, the thing was, yeah. when uh, when Miguel joined the band, uh, because you have a very different uh, style of playing than Christian, our former bass player, um, you kind of wanted to, of course, we were gonna perform our old songs. Yeah. And of course, we wanted to let Mikkel uh, do it in his own fashion. And that definitely brought up some uh, more uh, slap bass and uh, yeah. funk elements, nice. especially to, to the songs that yeah. we already had. Yeah, I tried uh, to adapt it to my style, you know, yeah. w- without um, not staying true to the original composition. Yeah. So yeah, but but I think it's he's definitely making his mark. Yeah, I'm trying sure. to. <coughs> you know, but yeah, it's I think it's going great. Uh, we find common ground a lot. Yeah. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Now you guys mm-hmm. kind of just go with the flow, and mm-hmm. just bringing it back to 2016 to now, you have a fan base in Roskilde, and how just kind of looking at it full circle, just in the middle of the pandemic and where we are in 2021, how do you what was your expectation in 2016 compared to now, and what surprised you? Uh, Expectations oh, in yeah, in of just like yeah. you're you're hitting here at like year five. Um, yeah, if uh, I have something, if you want, um, the expectations in 2016 were very like low. We we didn't even like in the first in the beginning we didn't have any expectations. We just wanted to play. Yeah, we we found it fun to play around campfires and on our terrace and uh, just improvising, making fun stuff for people to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had our first band meeting. I remember um, under the stairs in the com- uh, commune I lived in, me and Tyus lived in, and we had some expectations like we want to uh, maybe at some point uh, live off this uh, music, yeah. um, and that's like the 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 goal or the dream. Uh, and what happens um, from 2016 and 2019 is like if the goal is he, um, 
to live off it, then everything in the middle just happens. Like, and we, uh, yeah, yeah. So we we had low expectations for, not for ourselves. No, we we thought we were amazing. That's. Uh, I would say that the only thing I expected uh, when we began was to be in a band. Yeah. Because I never played in a band mm. before Basil. Oh, yeah. the first one. Yeah. Is yeah. It, uh, it's a good success. So very successful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Could you think that? Yeah. I do think that. And but, uh, yeah. but yeah, so I would say in the beginning, just being in a band for me uh, was a huge part of it. And uh, we weren't really that good <laughs> in the beginning. Uh, but yeah, we just kind of allowed ourselves to, uh, to progress yeah. uh, on the fly. Learn yeah. by doing. Learn by doing. Yeah, exactly. We were very, very nervous before our first gig. Very extremely <laughs> nervous, and yeah. uh, and even though we were very, that nervous, we and we didn't do as well as we we, we were sitting down also. We were sitting down, and standing and up. Everything was uh, in chairs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. so even, unlike you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Not even plugged in. We had a no. microphone up to the, the sound hole of the guitars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like even um, it was a low production. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm. I'm uh, I, I have to go back to the original question to, for me. Uh, it's uh, the dreams, like what are the dreams I hear you, like that, that's the expectations. I, I feel like what were our dreams and I already have um, like uh, realized my biggest dreams of ever being a musician. Like I didn't, I'm not the one uh, who's uh, saying to people, hi, I'm, my name is Simon, I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. That's not something I, I do. Um, but actually being a musician with you guys, that's like, that's amazing uh, to uh, to ties also going from uh, only playing guitar in his bedroom to uh, to now standing on a stage and we've been doing like over 100 concerts and yeah that's um, that's like um, I have a Danish word Dege it's here Kimse that's all Danish yeah. <laughs> I guess the equivalent would be uh, not something to shun yeah yeah I guess yeah I think um, like the the low big um, oh, no. yeah. That's something. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's <laughs> awesome. It's actually sometimes you euphoria with you. I see, and this yeah. is a good transition because this is in English, un- yeah. unlike you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I appreciate the fact that this is in English because uh, I really enjoy listening to your music. Be- uh, I can't hear the lyrics unfortunately because I don't know the Danish language. Yeah. Uh, and I remember talking to you privately at one point of uh, the decision of not doing it in English and going to Danish. But I would like to get your guys' perspective of. Uh, solely, you know, embracing kind of the culture of Denmark mm. and mm. how that plays such a pivotal role in Vison, if uh, there could be some elaboration on that, because you guys are such a community-based band, yeah. and I can tell a lot of people appreciate that, and that is a intentional decision that you guys have. Yeah, well, we tried, like, we, we yeah, released we one, one English song. Uh, we have one single called Deep In My Pockets, that's in English. Um, we we just discovered that that wasn't us. It wasn't yeah. uh, we couldn't get the vibe that we yeah. put it out. And, and uh, I think actually we sort of knew that before we even like put it out there. Mm. Uh, I vaguely remember that us being like, yes, this is not the normal thing we do, yeah. but still like it feels nice. It feels mm. nice playing it. Yeah. It's it's a good vibe and a- like uh, again sure. learning on the fly. Yeah. yeah, like we we didn't. Like let's just try it. Yeah, and we exactly. had fun doing it. So why not do it? Yeah, like even though it's in English. Yeah, yeah. We I think we just feel uh, much more connected to the Danish 
language. Mm. Uh, and personally, I, I feel like it's... Uh, I actually feel like it's a shame that there are so many Danish artists uh, making music in English. Mm. Uh, because there is a lot of great artists from Denmark and uh, and not that much Danish music, like Danish spoken. Uh, so I, I feel... Uh, I feel a sense of pride using mm. the Danish language as well, mm. uh, and uh, and putting it out there because it's it's yeah we live in a such uh, international uh, like world. We're talking English with you, like we're yeah. talking to uh, an American guy interviewing us, um, and I really I, I feel a sense of pride in in making the lyrics in in Danish and keep using mm. our language. Mm. And also in in pop culture. Also, also it's because like we, I know that makes sense, but we're from Denmark, so of course, like it's more like, is it called a mother language? No, no. Mother, like tongue. Native mother tongue, native, native tongue. Native yeah. tongue. Yeah. yeah, it's a native tongue. So 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 yeah, we are we feel more home in that language, than like even for me singing the lyrics. Like I would never, um, I would much easier. Um, if uh, someone, if Alexander uh, had written the text in Danish, then I would much easier easier um, feel the the lyrics because I I can the uh, language yeah is the language closer is closer to you. closer yeah I would and just to speak as an outsider and what makes me appreciate what you guys do for making that decision because uh, I get to live in the luxury of a lot of music being in English mm-hmm. and a lot of the popular tunes being in English. Yeah. But to see, especially a very talented group of gentlemen, uh, <laughs> taking in their native tongue, and uh, when it comes to posts, your interactions, you stick to the roots, and you know where you guys started, and even if it like, you know, compounds where you have like 28 different countries and people listening into them, that you're always going to stick with being Danish. Mm. Yeah. Uh, when it came to, let's just say, the first time that you're on television, uh, was that? A unique experience and especially trying to have it where it could hit an international audience what was the what was it like especially trying something new in that sense of uh, being in front of a camera yeah and doing something like this hmm. extreme is the first word <laughs> yes that comes to mind yeah <laughs> yeah uh, angst uh, provoking uh, it was mm. not what we expected uh, at least uh, the way we we had the, oh, I don't know what to say now. Um, we had something told to us that how it was gonna be, and it ended up being like different than that. So much more uh, obstacle. Yeah. Uh, forced. Yeah, forced. Oh. Yeah. Okay. A bit more forced, yeah. 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 But uh, it sounded good on paper, but yeah. uh, after seeing it afterwards, it just felt forced and. Yeah. Uh, it was very orchestrated. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's how. TV is, and I yeah. think we can see that now. Exactly. After trying it, mm. uh, but uh, again, we decided that uh, it sounded like on on it sounded like it was on some terms that we could like uh, get with. Yeah. Yeah. So we tried it, and now we know that. Uh, I think the 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 most important thing about it was that uh, we could feel that we were far away from people like mm. uh, we weren't close to our audience no. uh, and not just in the sense of uh, 
that it's people on the other side of the screen like uh, watching us and listening to us but for me it was also in the in the in the studio with the people like three two one now clap like it, it, yeah. it's like it's very orchestrated yeah, it didn't and feel real no yeah. it didn't feel it didn't feel like those people were there to because they had a, uh, uh, an actual interest in us and i think after that experience we were like we would much rather play uh, a venue of uh, 20 people mm -hmm. yeah, and then in front of half a million yeah yeah and that's what we we took with us from that experience. That, yeah, sorry. That said, like all the people we met through this, mm. yeah. were the nicest people yeah, yeah, in the world. Of course. And it's just uh, that. Yeah, very. The, the production team was very nice. Yes. Yeah. And, and all the other artists were extremely nice, yeah, and we it was learned, so fun. We uh, made some new friends and stuff like yeah. that. So. Yeah. Uh, and we a, a bunch of good things came out of that performance actually. Also. Yeah. Uh, oh sure. Uh, yeah. We. Uh, Maybe I can continue with that. Um, we had uh, we played thirty seconds on uh, on on air of a song called "Noya um, Fisker," translated into English "When I Fish." Um, Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually never translated it into English. It sounds fun. Uh, just the whole song. <laughs> so, so many firsts in this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we um, and the chorus is like, uh, "When I fish, I fish after sturgeon." Don't ask me. <laughs> um, but but still, that that came out um, through the screen uh, to uh, some uh, people in Yuland, Jutland, yeah. right? And uh, they were sturgeon fishes. They fished. They have a sturgeon club. Yeah, they like, like that's 20, what they do. 20, yeah. 20 people getting together, chil children, whatever, um, going on trips to fish sturgeons. And uh, this little girl had seen us in uh, live TV. And yeah. run to her, ran to her dad and said, "Dad, dad, this is just like you." Yeah, <laughs> they're singing about you, dad. Yeah, they're yeah. singing about <laughs> you. See, and that's, I would say, especially when it comes to like the intense production of like television, it can feel so artificial. Mm. And I would say that maybe the lesson learned is that you guys decided to do that on your own because mm. you have such a strong online presence uh, through social media platforms, and I would say you're reaching a broader audience in your own way. Mm. Was that kind of the decision you wanted to do? Because now you got like vlogs on the side where you can kind of show behind the scenes. You're doing all these live shows and just trying to keep it where uh, it's not just exclusive, but at the same time, it can hit a broader audience if they can't be there. Mm. What was, would you say that that was kind of the origin of that decision to kind of take your own initiative? I think it made us more clear about that decision. And I think we already kind of made that decision, mm. uh, but just made it even more clear that uh, we want to do, we want to take initiatives that brings us closer to our audience mm -hmm. instead of like putting us up there or over there and reach a lot of people but not being close to them. Uh, and I think that has been kind of uh, a, yeah, a pretty steady compass in our decision making, mm -hmm. especially after that. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 um, we found out that people were digging it. Like, also, we yeah, yeah. got got us like, wow, this is like, people are liking this. Your Suddenly, personality shine. Yeah, it's apparently, um, and that's that's amazing. Um, and uh, to uh, actually go back, uh, we ended up uh, going out fishing with these guys. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, so they invited nice. us fishing. Yeah. So like we met in the, in the middle yeah. on, on Fyn, yeah. <laughs> the island yes. between uh, Jutland and Sealand, and then uh, and then we went fishing. Yeah, yeah. I brought a camera and made a music video. That's yeah. actually yeah. very kind of them as well yeah. as you guys yeah. to kind of do that full circle. Mm. Exactly. It was an awesome experience. Yeah. yeah. And you guys also have the creative avenue because you're not like signed to some contract. You yeah. produce your own work. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of you cannot have. You don't have to like go through management and just be like, can we do certain shows? You just mm. do whatever. You're talking you want. with the management. Oh, <laughs> how's it going? Uh, I would want to circle back to. I was told, isn't it by parking? Uh, this area where Dubai. you support, yeah, you oh. supported. Uh, was it Paul Krebs? Yeah. How was that experience? Because you, I'm assuming that that was maybe an idol of some of yours, and you're able to support a local Danish, uh, I would say, musician, very phenomenal musician too. Mm. Was that, would you say, a pivotal moment in Eastern? Oh, in, wow. in some ways, yeah. I would say it's the... Unfortunately for Mikkel, it was right before he joined. It was the last concert with oh. our bass player. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I mean, it was the first time that we've been in front of like a sea of people. Mm. Like, that was uh, some of the volunteers from Gimlet, because they are uh, like All doing the, the event. Yeah. down there they they were like well there's about eight thousand people here <laughs> yes so you were doing like 20 people and then just went straight to eight thousand <laughs> yeah. something well, like that <laughs> something like that well was it it was after the live uh, thing right yeah. uh, so and i i remember feeling like this is the this is totally opposite of the live television mm. yeah. yeah this is totally opposite and i love this mm. this yeah. is this is what i love and yeah. this was really that was really i think uh to go pivotal point for mm. me at least yeah. um to to be able to uh, make the big hand gestures when you have to yeah. get people to clap like yeah that that was amazing you I can't mean, just go all right people <laughs> let's go yeah. because there's somebody like yeah 200 meters down there who can't see you yeah and then if you do this yeah it was a whole new experience and um and like speaking talking to uh, paul uh paul Kras, I, he's a legend he's man. a legend and uh, so sweet yeah, yeah, and it was really, really amazing. It was, uh, yeah, wow. How did that come to be? Where you ended up getting that gig? Uh, well, uh, persistency, ah. <laughs> I would say. Uh, I've almost always been the, the been doing the booking part uh, for our band, uh, and uh, when regarding the Bupagen uh, concerts, I just started writing them every year. Like, hi, uh, we think it's a good idea if we play support for this guy or, or this uh, woman or whatever and this band. Uh, so uh, get back to us. Like, that's what I did. And the third year I did it, uh, it was the old booker from Gimle called Lauritz. Uh, he, uh, he just replied, uh, that's fine. Uh, yeah, it was a really... And then, uh, and then uh, he's just set the terms mm -hmm. like this is how it, it's this is how it's going to be and we're like okay so <laughs> <laughs> you got some uh, networking skills on the side then if you're able to pull gigs like that well persistency persistence i would, I would say uh, that that goes a long way and of course we we had uh, also at that time played uh, several times at Gimlet, mm -hmm. and that helps of course uh, showing the guy that's actually going to book you uh, that you can make people visit mm -hmm. the venue uh, and we managed to do that because of our 
totally awesome local uh, fan base yeah. and people from from out of town uh, like visiting whenever wherever we play uh, so yeah um, I mean it, to us it's a big thing that we that we're not under management or or a label uh, and it's become clearer and clearer I would say because we're able to make the decisions that we want for our future mm-hmm. uh, and doing it at the pace that we want to both when we want things to move fast uh, and when we want to uh, slow things down uh, so uh, yeah so I would say that's a, a pretty critical part uh, of our band that we made that decision pretty much yeah, yeah. I would also want to add on to because you can set up your own gigs. I know that you explained the menu in the back a little bit to me, but that's the creativity that isn't solely dedicated to writing incredible songs and lyrics. But what is the origin of this idea and how did it come to be? Should I just take it? Yeah. <clears throat> Here. Did you, who painted it, by the way? Oh, um, well, uh, a printer. Oh, it's a printer. <laughs> yeah. did it? Okay. Yeah. A printer. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. During the first lockdown in Denmark, um, we started talking about how can we play. How how is it possible to come out to play some gigs? Because we saw all these uh, live streams on Facebook and Extrablad and all that, and we 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 talked about doing it, but it's not our style. We like you know the um, need to like to meet. Yeah, the exchange between yeah. the audience and us as performers mm-hmm. it drives us. So we uh, started brainstorming. We were on uh, FaceTime. Messenger, Face, FaceTime Messenger, talking. Uh, there was an idea of going down um, Google, the main, Roskilde, yeah, the main street in Roskilde, and assembling a, a uh, you know a, a walk, uh, a jam walk. What what was you called? Yeah, something. But I yeah, don't know. Due to something with yeah. us walking through the main <laughs> yeah. street and playing. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, we but, had a lot of ideas. But due to the uh, restrictions. Uh, that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, at that time it was only allowed for ten people yeah. to uh, together. I yeah, think together uh, in close proximity. So uh, we discussed that, talked it through, and then um, Ty's got this idea of bringing out, bring, bringing the food to people, the music. Well, we, yeah, sorry. We thought, we thought, what can we do? Yeah, what can what, we do? What, what do other people do? Yeah. And we don't, we didn't look at musicians only. Yeah. It's like, what, what do people do? Yeah, we saw yeah. the thing Pe- with the balcony People order takeout. Yeah, people order <laughs> yeah. takeout, yeah. and that's allowed. Yeah. So why not? Like, yeah, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> that's no, that's so fine. Yeah. <laughs> so we did the. Uh, we talked about what uh, what should go on the menu. And uh, the songs are here in uh, bold. Mm-hmm. And uh, the text uh, next to it is um, a little pun. Or something. Yeah, a little description. Of <laughs> yeah, what you know. So, so um, let's just do it. Do uh, do this rough. Even to begin, even truly tone to ear, adventurous tones for your ear. Whoa. Which and this is the adventure begins, or you know the start of an adventure. Millionaire, the one we played. Mm-hmm. Groove smart me pengi problem. So groove uh, smothered with uh, money trouble. It's a groove spread, actually. Yeah, mm. yeah groove spread. A groove spread. Yeah, like bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, whatever. Um, spiced with a fellesang. Yes. Uh, sing-along. Yes. Uh, whatever. You know, puns. 
<laughs> I, think, I think you were a big part of the yep, concept. Yep, but, but the thing was, uh, when we uh, decided to do this, it was because we were aware that some of the people we were gonna uh, perform for yeah. didn't know our songs. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we do when they? We wanted them to order from the menu, but they don't know what they're getting. Yeah. So we had to put some yeah. words next a to it. Spin on it. Yeah. yeah. What does it paint, really paint with words? Mm. Yeah, so we try to stay true and also try to be a little funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, which one is it? Um, the one with the, the mandolin? Uh, uh, this one. Uh, Overlandenby. Uh, Overlanden City. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, borrowed words sliced on a mandolin iron. You know, the mandolin. Oh, yeah. yeah but we also use the mandolin, like the instrument. Yeah. Oh, it's in that song as well. Yeah, so. but you know the Japanese mandolin, which you use to uh, cut vegetables with. So it's a pun. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's a piece yeah. of quitch- kitchen yeah. equipment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we try to do, yeah, you know. You get the <laughs> Food, and pun, then, music. And then. <laughs> and then we, yeah. Uh, because I, we, then we started making it like a, a pizza analogy. Yeah. And when you order a pizza, it's possible to get extra mm-hmm. yeah. on it. Yeah. So we put some extra down here. Yeah. And that's uh, three... Uh, Instruments. 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 I, can, I think I can. Yeah, so tambourine, that one. shaker, yeah. and kazoo. Yeah, yeah, and and then uh, when people uh, ordered a song, they could uh, choose whether or not they wanted extra. And of course, we never like practice with extra, so that would be yeah an experience on your own dime. I hear it. So so that was improvising, and then the last one is uh, special of the day, <laughs> and that would be all improvised. <laughs> so we we wouldn't know what to no. do. The first one we did, that was it was bad, horrendous, memorable. Horrendous, yes. you would say. But people but still rock around and sing. So. And we we later discovered that if we asked the uh, audience to participate, mm-hmm. with uh, mention a name, a celebrity, something, and a location, and then Simon would uh, freestyle and we'd come up with a chorus and yeah. it was awesome. We had yeah. one with a uh, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, yeah, and Lady Gaga with Timon and Pumbaa. On Cuba. Yeah, on Cuba. <laughs> yeah. So, so that made sense, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah completely. Yeah. Yeah. But that that uh, that feeling of you know taking, mm-hmm. I'll put this back now. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, looks so good there. The lady Gaga and Timana Pumbe. Yeah. Something like something like that. But like the the whole um, I think I think to not to conclude anything, but like to look back on it and and think of it as like. That improvised uh, thing we did uh, with the, day, the special of the day really, um, what's it called, uh, um, captured people yeah. Yeah. a lot. Like the, the whole idea that like we could have used 120 hours writing a song mm-hmm. and it would be perfect in our minds and stuff like that. Yeah. And we can perform it and people would still be like over the top of the like um, happy with the the, day, the special of the day it's, it's, because it was including them i i understand that uh also like the inclusivity of you know they call and be like i want this one so did you just oh, always go to one spot or yeah did you... the thing was uh, we would start every sunday at 10 with uh, having our phone ready and then uh, we would uh, like make sure that people knew they could call in and live stream on Facebook. Yeah, right? and then we live streamed uh, a few minutes before, and we were like, yeah. So in in a minute, uh, we're we're taking calls, and then uh, the first one uh, through getting through on the phone, we would be like, hey, yep, it's Basil. Okay, uh, who are you? Uh, and where are you? 
so if people were in Roskilde, that was kind of the the, the start of it. Yeah, if they were in Roskilde or close to Roskilde, then we would be just be like, okay, so where are you? Okay, we're coming. Yeah, and we'll then be we there in ten minutes. Yeah, mm. and then we uh, drove out to them, and then we pulled out the menu card, and then uh, people uh, could uh, take turns at ordering a song. Yeah, and then in the beginning we. Uh, they could order a song uh, and uh, give us a, a small uh, or, donation or big donation with mobile pay. Mm. Uh, and the first three or four times, I think we gave the money to charity because we thought that was kind of nice in a in a world that struggled. Yeah, mm. different uh, charities that were very relevant mm. also. Yeah, yeah. For, for the lockdown, yeah, for which the lockdown. was hit by it. Loneliness, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, so and then. After three or four times, we decided to try and make some money for ourselves yes. to make we, future. Also, projects. when we opened uh, for for whole, all, all of Denmark. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Because then in June, I think it uh, it was allowed to uh, to gather fifty people, mm-hmm. and then we could then we just went with that and started booking uh, gigs for people's uh, garden parties and stuff like that. With this. Yeah, and then we just brought the menu card because people are like, well, what does it cost to uh, book you? And then uh, we were like, okay, let's use this because uh, then if they thought it was too expensive to book us, then we would be like, we can also just bring this menu card and then the people at your your party, uh, they can order a song and then we'll take donations and then it's probably gonna be fine. Yeah. See, this is like the first time I've ever heard an idea like this, and that's... Hello. <laughs> Was that a fart? <laughs> a farting doll. Ooh, I see. Farting hinges. Mm. Pretty good. So talking about yeah. farting, uh, it's, ah. you know... <laughs> no, I... When it came to, like, uh, the small gigs, some people, they always have this dream of, like, being bigger, but because you have such a community-based perspective, uh, what would you say is one of the more unique experiences that you had when it comes to like meeting people like going and fishing like that's a very small tale that would have yeah. come out of nowhere but if you weren't always trying to you know find these avenues and be persistent uh, i would say that uh, this takeout uh, project was very unique yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that was and it was intense yeah. because every sunday we would uh, play uh, at least three gigs yeah. three gigs yeah from the we opened the phone line yeah. uh, and it was gigs like one hour, one and a half hour, because we didn't stop until people stopped ordering. Yeah. And then people would be like, uh, can I, can we hear that one again? <laughs> and, yeah, sure. Would you like extra on it this time or whatever? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would say that we have like so many unique experiences uh, with the small venues and, and small gigs that we had. Uh, I would like, uh, now I'm uh, the host, uh, yeah. Please. What is your uh, like? What what is your uh, like? Uh, what do you think of when you think of the great uh, moments? Because you're the newest member. You've been here a while now. I'm the new guy. But <laughs> what is your uh, favorite experiences? Uh, there's plenty. <laughs> uh, the Bringer Ud thing was phenomenal. It was so awesome. Uh, my my. Um, my first realization of the power of Basin was also good in Turlöse. Yeah, uh, small town Turlöse. Small town Turlöse. Thousand people or something. Yeah, when we started playing, there was like maybe seven in the tent. Uh, yeah, they, they had a small festival. Yeah, it's a small festival, so we played in the, the smaller tent. 
But it, then when we started playing, there was like seven people or something. But during our uh, playthrough of the uh, yeah the set the gig whatever, uh, more people started gathering and it was fully it was full. It was packed. <laughs> yeah, it was packed. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, that was my second uh, time playing live with Basin. Amazing. Also, uh, Greno Gademusiker Festival. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, in uh, Jutland, there is uh, a town called Greno. Yeah. And they, they uh, have this uh, festival for street musicians. That's the name, at least. That's uh, and like then you the can play. intention at yeah. this festival yeah. is to just grab people. They're like, yeah, oh, so you, they have yeah. smaller setups and scenes uh, everywhere in town. And you have like three sets or gigs that yeah. day. You play uh, yeah. three concerts of uh, 20, 20 minutes, minutes yeah. during the day. So the the bands switch around yeah, in the city, yeah, uh, on different stages. Yeah, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's very fun, and you see a lot of uh, new people and new musicians. Yeah, that's where we met the uh, Light Kite. Yeah, because Light they Kite. were playing uh, before us, right? Oh yeah. So we also we every time we were gonna play the no the next actually spot. Th- yeah that was Jonas Hammer. What? Yeah, uh, Light Kite was the first musician we saw that day. No, uh, they were in front of us no. in the queue. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we we, we ended up. Uh, I'm gonna interrupt you guys. Yeah. We ended up supporting the uh, Lightkite, the, the other band we met. Yeah, uh, a lot. Right, we, we just met we, them. Uh, right. We we clapped along to the music mm-hmm. and sung along when they when they um, because we we used to also being on the stage and so we know also what uh, what we want people mm-hmm. to to do uh, at the concerts. Mm-hmm. So we we're trying to be the best audience. Yeah, uh, they could have, and then then probably. Even uh, if they think they did badly on the guitar or whatever, they'd had a good experience. So we, we, we tried to give other people the good experience that we'd like to have. But just to uh, yeah. make clear, they're very good. They're very, very, very good. <laughs> very yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You should talk with them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, honestly. Yeah. And especially when it came to, it was two episodes ago, I had Smootstein on. And I got to say that they had nothing but nice things to say about you guys. Oh. And you have a very strong relationship with them. Oh. So it's appreciated, especially when it comes to... Um, know talking with them and then now you guys are here so hello <laughs> uh, hello but what would you say especially when it came to them because they credit you for helping them find a name and kind of establishing themselves because you now have some rapport i'd say especially with uh, danish musicians and we're skilled uh do you feel kind of like uh wanting to be supportive and when you come across new people like maybe giving some advice or trying to lead the way a little bit of how to establish yourselves and gaining, you know, some fans and kind of helping in that direction. Well, first of all, I think they're giving us too much credit. Yeah. (laughs) Because they are very talented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they are very defined in their sound. Yeah. Uh, I I can understand the romanticization. What is it called? Romanticization? Yeah. I don't know. No, it's perfect. Yeah, the idea of giving us credit for their uprising or upbringing, but really... We just they asked, did we just supported yeah. them. Yeah, we yeah. just supported them as they yeah. supported us. Yeah. Like we, f- we became friends. Gig, so, mm. yeah. And but of course, when they when they asked questions or, or wanted some insight, we'd of course give it give it to them. But yeah, but I think for us, yeah. uh, it, just like creating community with our audience, mm-hmm. uh, we do the exact same thing when we come across nice people uh, who's also musicians, mm-hmm. uh, and we definitely did that with. Uh, with Jakob and Matthias from Smutsting. Mm. Uh, 
because it's nice to like talk about what we're doing because there's nobody understanding what we're going through like musicians mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so yeah we we were like because we've been through some process uh, processes with uh, with our project uh, then of course when 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 they played support for us at INSP, which was one of their first concerts, and they were called Matthias and Jakob, yeah. or Jakob and, Mati Jakob and Matthias, uh, whatever. Uh, afterwards, we were like, you guys are fucking good. You should find a band name, yeah. because you guys are gonna like, yes. now if you if you do this. Yeah. Uh, and and that was, that's an example of like, do what you need to do mm. to uh, do it properly, because you're really good fucking good mm -hmm. but that <laughs> yes <laughs> but that reception i would say even coming from you guys helped them come up with the name and now they're very established and especially giving them that perspective that you saw them you know becoming bigger than they actually expected is now putting them in a position and so i mean they're always incredibly thankful and i get the humbleness of it all but i mean it always kind of twirls around yeah and i would say just going back to imps because that's the first time i met you both yeah. and your relationship there. One of the most creative places I've ever been, I have to say. I love the organization, and a huge chunk of it, I have to say, is because of your guys' influence. Uh, I'm, again, very sorry that I missed your last show. Uh, <laughs> you reminded me, I know I, I'm going to keep saying it. Um, but how would you say uh, Beeson and Ince kind of collaborate, even though you both kind of work there? Uh, you have so many creative endeavors, and a lot of musicians kind of come and go. Yeah. But what is the relationship? Uh, the the first gig we talked about yeah, yeah, yeah. earlier, uh, Club T Rex was actually at Insp, um, down in the basement. So like, you can sort of say like that's a full circle. I think we are still at Insp and we still play there. Yeah. Uh, and we like the vibe and then like uh, yeah, as you said, me and Tyus work there. Um, when you're starting out, you're just using like whatever yeah. leverage you have. Yeah, really. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and we were able to uh, to because we knew people. We could be like, uh, what about us? Could could we play at this event or like? And that's what you do when you you start out. Yeah. And and for us, that was just mm. uh, yeah. We had a close relation to it. Yeah. Yeah. And and also it's other than music brings a lot of feelings. Of yeah. course, uh, like. Um, I don't know if you, uh, I can only speak for myself right now because, uh, yeah, I, I was um, uh, with INSP also from the start of INSP and that that that, uh, that feeling of uh, uh, getting together, no, that, uh, community. Uh, yeah, the community, yeah, around INSP was very powerful and um, did a lot of stuff for me personally uh, and, and, and it's also a place where you feel home even though it's not your home mm -hmm. like it's a home outside a home yeah. uh, and it's a living room um, and uh, the even though we talked about we we're very nervous in the, the first gig it it would it would have been even worse if we had played somewhere else like mm. uh, yeah, because people are so supportive yeah down at it yeah and that's like in general yeah. and I hope you had had I, the same impression I can I have to say that I remember the first because you did the tour for me when I was I walking did? through. Insp yeah, oh. 
and you walked me through the wood shop, and I, I regret, and I'm going to just apologize on camera so it's recorded, uh, <laughs> where I, like, said I was going to spin the food and then your reaction to it, because I went to help the cooking. I was like, oh, maybe that joke didn't land. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I was able to stay as a volunteer, so that didn't actually, yeah. like, stop me from going. Um, but I also got to experience, you know, kind of the emotional impact of INSP because I was able to do the Thanksgiving and mm. a huge chunk thanks to the people. It's mm. probably my favorite moment since I was, I've been here in Denmark. Yeah. And yeah, Tice, you were always just playing the piano in the background, just like, you know, writing music with all of the different, um, internationals that I'm very close with. It was, it was an incredible experience. Yes. And I remember, yeah, you were there as well doing some writing on the side. I think, yeah, probably. I don't know if you were all there, but. <laughs> Absolutely loved it, and yeah, it. I would love to just just kind of go back to Insta at some point. Yeah. And if I could pivot real quick, because I wanted to catch that show in the last one, and when I was watching the live recordings of it, I noticed that you do spoken word, like in some of the gigs where you just kind of bring out a book and you kind <laughs> of read. Can I like ask? Yeah. Uh, I would say that's you know. Do were you doing like spoken word before the bands, or did this just kind of come up while you were? Like in Bison. Do you want to hear the truth or the or the <laughs> or the artist? Uh, wait, no. Um, the lyrics are in the book. I. <laughs> if I can get a bit of both. Yeah. Well. Then I would like, say I would be very happy. That's the story behind taking a book, like taking a book up and be like, now people, you're gonna listen to a story, mm -hmm. like setting the scene. But it's the other. On the other hand, it's also like that's the lyrics are in there. Mm. So, but, but but the thing was uh, the the actual story behind the book is that we had uh, there was a time where we didn't play th that song. Uh, he actually sings the song. It's not spoken word. Uh, there was a long time we didn't play that song, and then in the meantime we kind of forgot the song. <laughs> Simon yeah, kind of yeah. forgot the lyrics. Yeah. So the first time we all of a sudden we decided to play it again. So we we put the lyrics inside the book. So Simon could read it, and then we also like discovered that for that song, which is a kind of a storytelling vibe, mm. it's actually nice to have a prop that sets the mood for mm. that song. Yeah. So we just stuck with the book. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the honest yeah story that's behind true. the book. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the lyrics now? Um, well, I actually, to be uh, again completely honest, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like the the book uh, is also like as as much as it is like a prop and something we can use on stage. It's also a crutch. Like, mm. um, of course, there's pe uh, things you get used to, and uh, when we as people get too used to something, we uh, don't evolve. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and like, I now I'm used to that. Yeah. And uh, and I like it that I like that uh, that it's a book and I like that prop. So um, now I'm sticking to the text mm. and like reading the text every time. No, because it's especially when it came to the photos, which uh, I'm assuming Victoria yes. was part of the process of like taking those absolutely like bomb shots yeah. of just you being up there and preaching is the way I would describe <laughs> how it looks. Mm. Uh, it's kind of the creative avenue, and I was reading. A description that you guys wrote onto your Spotify, just trying to get some more information and background, that you all contribute to the lyrics. Am I correct yeah. on this? Mm -hmm. So, how would you describe the writing process, especially when it came to the last albums where you're all involved? Uh, how does it usually go when you're just sitting in a room for eight hours or just the entire day of just uh, writing it out? Do you guys want to talk about this? 
feel like I'm talking a lot. Yeah, I also Some feel like I'm yeah, talking a lot. Um, when I started in the band, uh, when I joined the band, yeah. um, we of course discovered, uh, disco- yeah, we discovered a new song. No, <laughs> we started making music together. Uh, I came with my riffs and uh, all that. And Simon usually had something, uh, a line or maybe a, a phrase or something. He could sing over it. And uh, we just like added from there that's in the beginning uh, at some time uh, uh, some point at some point <laughs> we had an epiphany uh, with some outside help that we needed to focus more on the lyrical side of it so now the uh, lyrics right all the text writing is a uh, very intense yeah we have like developed a feedback culture uh, in the band where a uh, filter yeah, a filter. I write something. I send it to all three of the guys. Yeah. They individually, separately. yeah, separately and yeah. individually send me back uh, some feedback. Yeah, what the yeah. what we get out of mm. the text if we all um, get the get same. the same image in the head. Yeah, yeah. we we kind of sorry we kind of uh, agreed on some terms in the beginning. Like the we want to write this or we want to write in this. Um, we want to give people this feeling or yeah. something like that. Uh, so we had like the same terms and then yeah yeah but the thing the thing was that uh, a lot of our old lyrics uh, was very uh, like what comes to mind and uh, and then uh, getting feedback on our lyrics uh, along the way from both like audience and sometimes professionals Mm. uh, we uh, we we kind of could see that maybe uh, it wasn't always thought through. Yeah, that yeah. thought through. Undefined, maybe. Yeah. yeah, and we wanted to make it more thought through, thought through, mm-hmm. defined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's why we uh, we we had some guidance uh, by a very uh, talented woman. Actually, uh, Paul Krabs' daughter. Yeah. yeah. So Anna Krabs, mm-hmm. uh, she she's having uh, like. Uh, management and mm. uh, and counseling for uh, for musicians oh, and uh, yeah and we met up with her uh, after a few meetings and she blew our minds yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> really really good yeah. uh, at like pointing out where where it hurts <laughs> uh, the honest uh, yeah. honest truth okay. and, and and she did that and that kind of uh, made the the base of our new way yeah. of working with the you lyrics. Know, that's yeah. the epiphany. Yeah. Mm. So since then we've yeah. been taking it very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. We tried to to get get a, get the songs done. Yeah. Like more defined. Mm. More defined. But she also had like she had she had some advice she she was giving us and yeah. we, we listened to, to all her advice and decided uh, actively that some of her advice we didn't want to to to, to do like we mm. um and we we sometimes we have we have to say to each other we just do it our way, mm-hmm. like we took her advice and and used it our way, yeah. uh, and that uh, I think made us better at writing, mm. also better at writing uh, like consist consistently mm. uh, and more defined music, uh, yeah. more defined text lyrics, yeah, um, and the and hopefully that's gonna show in in new yeah. songs, yeah, yeah, in the final. If I can add on to it, because I was just on your page just getting some information, 
and it's one of the more creative ideas that I see just constantly popping up. I'm excited to just see what Isan is posting. <laughs> Uh, from what I saw, especially some of the production team in the back, that you're doing an online choir with the Riskilde community. So, and you posted it just to kind of give a little uh, taste of how it sounded. But where did that idea come from? Take and, it away, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we like to, to have a sense of community in the band. That's one of our um, value, um, values. Yeah, one of our values. Uh, we like to to have people be a part of it. And, uh, and so with all these restrictions, uh, we thought, how can we do that now when we can go out and meet people and- And gather people. And gather people together. Uh, and we wanted, we wrote this song that we wanted to have like a stadium vibe, but we can't just bring like 50 or 100 people into the studio or <laughs> something like that. Mm-hmm. So how about we just make this video, a tutorial yeah. <laughs> about how you can be a part of this song mm. and uh, have this sense of community in uh, in a time where it's pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, and be- a new experience. There's, yeah, there's exactly. not a lot of stuff you can do right now. So, yeah. so giving people the opportunity to do something different. Mm. Yeah, and also like giving people yeah the 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 live like sort of the live concert vibe like people uh, we had to stop uh, singing together like uh, mm. through this lockdown yeah. and uh, yeah. and that is one thing that we miss a mm. lot yeah. is exactly. to sing together yeah. um, no matter the voice no matter the yeah you how... can't sing along anymore at concerts no I think we had to like mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we started humming yeah uh, uh, like uh, hum, hum along yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you can't breathe mm. on people no. yeah. so you have to hum yeah. Mm. and yeah that works so so that mm. actually I think that specific concept like uh, is birthed out of like this whole like non uh, urge uh, to urge to sing together yeah. yeah that's a great analogy yeah. <laughs> no but it is those like beauties in disguise you mm. know if you, yeah. you had all these like restrictions and limitations yeah. and you decided to be opportunistic yeah, yeah. and do yeah. that so that's, that's where it's like, what's the next idea? Like yeah. if there comes some restriction or uh, you find yourself in a unique environment that you're going to just find some avenue to redefine it and like make something cool. Mm. I have to say that that seems to be consistent with you guys. And I, yeah, no, I'm i impressed. I'm so impressed. <laughs> uh, I come across a lot of bands just trying to see how they uh, find their personality and define it. Because like some bands back home they treat their audience like absolute garbage yeah. and that's just people love it and they'll keep coming back for more yeah. and you guys have a very home vibe and the music that you create um, I, I admire it I just I can't even find the correct words for it but I hope that my expressions can say what I'm hoping to say so what would be uh, just kind of the transition especially when it comes to this next song what are you guys gonna play well, we're gonna play uh, party hour <laughs> Fisten's team, Fisten's team. <laughs> which translates to uh, the hour of the party or the party hour. Ooh. It's mm-hmm. about uh, seizing the moment, and living uh, in the now. Yeah, and dancing and all night long. Yes, and all those cliches. Yeah, all the things <laughs> that we can't do. Yeah, yeah. actually, <laughs> actually. Yeah. 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 No. But imagine if you uh, if you uh, hear it, uh, if you stay long, um, imagine you uh, you go back in time to uh, a place where there wasn't any COVID. Oh man, now yeah. we're we're looking ahead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah we're, we we're ahead finally ahead. there. Yeah. I can feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. No, but I would say that's very fitting. But no, thank you guys for joining. And thank you for having us. Yeah. You.
Is it's there anything? Pleasure. Yeah. Uh, do you want to plug yourselves? You know, or we, anything? We sing song? along. Yeah, sing yeah. along with the song. Yeah. Uh, we, we have the tutorial at at uh, so so me. Yes. Social media. And uh, yeah. we're gonna get you. Yeah, the pin post also? on Facebook. Oh, I will most definitely. I don't know if you want my pictures. That's going on in that. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's all part yeah. of the uh, the end. Justify the means, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you're being yeah. kind now. Wait until yeah. you hear it. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, no, but, but the the last message would be uh, definitely go check out that uh, that tutorial, yeah. whether or not you're from Roskilde or not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and join the 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 big choir. Join yeah. the parade. Yeah. 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 Sing along. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. We need more voices, man. <laughs> Not as many as you can get, but I gotta say thank you guys for coming, and I'm excited to hear it. Føler mig så nøgen Når jeg sidder her med dig Ingen kan få mig til at føle Så blottet som du gør Dine ord vælter mig omkuld Så nu ligger jeg her Ene og alene du bør ikke danse efter deres pipe mere. Du har kun et liv, et skud, og du får ikke flere. Dans ud din røde nat, du vil aldrig se den igen. Lev i festens time, nu som aldrig før. Jeg har danset for sidste gang Lagt mine sidste kræfter I denne sang Intet kan få mig til at føle Så lykkelig som før Dine dansetrin har sat sig Men jeg vil ikke danse mere du bør ikke danse efter deres pipe mere Du danser de forbudte ting Og du kan mange flere Dans ud din røde nat Du vil aldrig se den igen Lev i festens time Nu som aldrig før Som aldrig før oh, oh, oh. Nu som aldrig før Nu som aldrig før Nu som aldrig før Leave
Du vil aldrig se den igen Dans ud i den røde nat Du vil aldrig se den igen Dans ud i den røde nat Du vil aldrig se den igen Dans ud i den røde nat Du vil aldrig se den igen Igen, igen 